Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Welcome. Hello. Recording through not a puddle of sweat, but there has there has been much sweating going on over in the eastern part of North America. So yeah, kind of and there's another sweat. heat wave on its way. Apparently, <gasps> yeah, not as hot as oh, last time, geez. but still going to be hot, hot. Oof! Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, Ach. it was really nice today. Actually, it was just a lovely temperature, and there was a bit of breeze, and it's nice when it's like that when it doesn't <gasps> feel too intensive. Ah, oh, okay. Oh. My um my hair fever is going nuts as well. My <gasps> nose has not oh, been right yes. for about two weeks. Yes. Oh my gracious. Okay. Yeah. And I can't stop eating today, so there's definitely something going on. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh my gracious. Okay. Oof. Yeah, no, it's just like your nose and the allergies. I think it's mm. all kind of kicking off right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So <laughs> you know but we are good. We are good, yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd shared with us the last week I'd heard from a client and I really stuck is that, you know, welcome to August, the Sunday of the calendar year. It's like Sunday of the calendar year. Explain that to me. Yeah. So, you know, like the Sunday is like the final day of the weekend. It's like, oh man, we're going back Monday morning. August is you know, for us anyways, it's really the final month of summer before we head yeah. back into winter. Meh, meh, meh. Yeah, not oh, my favorite season. I can't season. even think about oh, I can't do that. That's the thing. I think September's going to be really nice too still, yeah. so I'm good You're hoping it. on hope? And that's where I am. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh, I'm just feeling very Sunday scaries right now. <laughs> no, no, can't do that. We're not having it. I'm not really? I'm putting my foot down. <laughs> there's no end to summer? Okay, I love it. No, there's not. Okay. I'm not doing it. I'm okay. not going there. Good. Can't make me. Not not happening. Good. I have a toddler, toddler tantrum. <laughs> I know, right? I know. I'm having a really freaking... It's been such a hot girl summer. I just don't want it to say... I don't... Yeah. I, I've just learned a lot this summer. I've learned a lot about myself and I've just had this really delightful time in my head and in my in my person. Mm. I've really challenged some personal boundaries. I've, you know, it's the first time I've kind of had, had a hot girl summer wardrobe, kind mm. of summer dresses that make me look like, I, like I'm 25. I've just loved it. Yeah, maybe that's the thing. I'm not mournful to see summer go I'm mournful that somehow I'm going to lose this thing that I've discovered and that won't happen if I have a mindset to continue the hot girl summer into fall and winter exactly I can have a hot girl winter you've got to set your intention yeah hot girl winter yeah (laughs) here we go let's do it yeah (laughs) oh my gracious all right well uh miss relationship correspondent what's going on over the desk Oh, I didn't think you were going to ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, have you heard about the 222? Oh, no. Tell me more. Apparently, this will save your relationship. Oh, please. Okay. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> now that you say it that so, way. So, this is a simple formula to encourage your uh, more time together with your partner. And um, and it just makes sure that you can prioritize a relationship, prioritize time with each other and, and make that commitment. So what it is, is every two weeks, 
you plan a date night. Oh. Every two months, you have a weekend away. (gasps) And every two years, you have a week away together. (gasps) Like no kids? Yeah. Oh. No kids. Interesting. Okay. Isn't it? Interesting. I like this. (gasps) Why does this make such intuitive sense? Yeah. Like, well... This apparently was a phenomenon on some Reddit um, thread in 2016, but it's kind of come back and there's been lots of kind of noise about it recently. And there was a celebrity couple, I can't remember who they were in the article, that um, said they have been doing it for years and they didn't realise. And they actually got married, got divorced and then remarried. And then the second time around in their marriage to each other, they started to prioritise their relationship so much more and they then attribute their success second time around to the fact that they're spending more time with each other and they hadn't realized but they were following the 222 oh wow this feels so meaningful yes yeah 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 yeah. okay the only Mm -hmm. thing i would say is having a weekend away every two months kind of feels pricey but i don't know if that's because i live on an island and Mm. anything you try and get off is expensive Mm. so maybe that's why but i think Mm. that's Mm -hmm. maybe quite quite a lot Mm -hmm. oh that's so interesting yeah who knows it does feel very luxurious Mm. but then at the same time i'm like well why aren't we doing that like what am i doing (laughs) that takes precedent over that yeah you know when i say that i say it sounds excessive but i'm like yeah but what is your life for like what are you doing laundry on that you know yeah um is there a way to shift off some of the things like we can sometimes spend some pretty nonsensical time on our weekends yeah. like scrolling instagram or tiktok yeah. where yeah. a weekend away could be yeah like an airbnb Just the thing yeah camping yeah. yeah yeah i mean you could go from one part of the island to the other like stay in a hotel room yeah that's okay. a weekend away <laughs> yeah. but it is it is pricey yeah gosh it that so time together quality time it is coming up again and again Mm. with clients it's just we don't have quality time um and then there's this blame of i don't think that you prioritize quality time it's important to me but it's not important to you yeah absolutely yeah (laughs) we hear the same things right now yeah 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 Yeah. but you know what's curious is that there is you know the love language quality time it it is more meaningful for some rather than others Mm. which is curious but but, but yeah yeah I still think though even if your love language isn't quality time you still need that connection in a relationship so you still need otherwise it's super transactional and yeah I don't, it's really easy to kind of to fall out of step of, of even being in a relationship mm-hmm. because if you're not if you're not dedicating that time then I don't, you just don't for me anyway um, I guess we discussed this the other week but mm-hmm. for me I wouldn't really feel like I was kind of in the relationship fully yeah. if you weren't having some set time together well and the the thing is too is otherwise that the, what's yeah. the point like what's yeah. the point you may as well yeah I don't know it becomes a two ships passing in the night yeah and totally to that point is that if so it's not that Spending quality time itself is an isolated love language. You cannot have physical touch if you're not in the same space together, mm. prioritizing time. You can't have words of affirmation if you're not in the same setting, generally. You can do words of affirmation over a Skype call or a Zoom call. Yeah. But you do have to be physically present to bring all the other languages into the room. Yeah. yeah I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So there you okay. go. Let's see if we can 
Maybe implement that at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Date night every two weeks, a weekend away every two months, and a week yeah. away every two years. Yeah, that sounds yeah. cool. All right. Yeah. Sounds achievable. Sounds achievable. Yeah. I guess yeah. as a coach, I'd be like, what is standing in the way of you sort of putting these measures into place? Like what, what mm. barriers or blocks do we have to get out of the way in order to create that, yeah. uh, manifest that and have it happen? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Should we do a hot topic? Oh, yeah. Let's go for it. Okay. Today's hot topic. On down days, turn up communication and compassion. <laughs> oh, bum, bum, bum. Yeah, oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so. what's a down day? <laughs> <laughs> tell us what a down day is well i think uh, we see this quite a lot don't we with um with couples who really just kind of struggle and there's a lot of um you can get kind of the, the whether it's the resentment that builds up or the kind of circular arguments that kind of come back or just those days where it feels really hard it feels like you're not aligned it feels like you're not um kind of in it together Mm-hmm. And so I think when you're in those times, there's a real kind of natural pattern and tendency for a lot of us to just kind of withdraw, to press the effort button, to just kind of turn on the stubbornness, to mm. to dial down communication and compassion. We kind of almost pop that in a, another room and, and kind of say, right, we're done with that. We're not going to use that again. Um, and all the other kind of more, you know, more nasty traits that we can have can come out and they tend to kind of rise to the surface Mm -hmm. but the reality is really we need to tune into that compassion and that communication to help to get through it in a healthier more productive way I think oh you've got it and you've got my number because I will often (laughs) as punishment withdraw compassion yeah. and communication yeah like you don't deserve that you have to fight to get it back yeah. um and i've just worked with a client who it's so funny how we will often we try to motivate our partner by withdrawing good things and kind of yeah. creating even more misery and angst yeah. as somehow that's going to motivate somebody to be like oh well now i'm going to really pull up my socks in this relationship because the yeah. suffering is just now off the charts no like suffering turn it's paralyzing it it's Mm. demotivating is is when you have like the silent treatment which i am apt to dish out in big (laughs) measures but like it paralyzes my spouse like i i see it and i know it's happening and i'm like well maybe if i just torture him even more Mm. miraculously it'll be a sort of a big turnaround it's not yeah yeah i think the other thing we can do as well is kind of really use words as weapons against Mm. our partner so you know, thinking about that compassion side, but also, you know, some kind of, you know, kinder communication. Mm-hmm. What can be really bad at just, you know, your tongue almost turns into a knife ready mm. to, you know, take a good stab at your partner. And when you think about it, when you take a step back and think about it, it's like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. why would, why do we behave like that as human beings towards yeah. somebody that we love? Yeah. Who we chose to be in a relationship with. Well, I think it comes down to what David Schnark, the now past David Schnark, kind of famous sex therapist, who he used to call nat- uh, natural marital sadism is the things that we do and we torture each other. Mm. And the closer we get, 
the more yeah. tools that we know to torture with and we, mm. we use them quite liberally. It's so true. Yeah. You know, I, I think, you know, when we, we act out of our own hurt and we pass the hurt along, I think a lot, you know, you know, on our off days, I think a lot of this comes down to like, if I'm having a personal off day myself, um, mm-hmm. or on a down day, if I'm not feeling great about myself, if I'm having a stressful week, that can also be, it, it, it doesn't even necessarily, or, or it can be my partner's having a down day and I start yeah. to take it personally. Yes. It's yeah. a, it's a him thing. It's not a me thing, but yet I yeah, yeah, yeah. interpret it. So, so down, there's so many potential for down days. We could be yeah. having a down day in our relationship. We could have, be having a personal down day that we take yeah. to a, offense to mm. where it has nothing to do with us. Yeah. And it's yeah. so true. Like the one balm and calming steroid cream that would help everything would be more communication and connection yeah. and compassion. And and we just take away the one medicine that would actually help. Yeah. But it's like Why? in that example, the way you're saying, you know, my partner's having a down day and I'm, I take offense at it and I feel like, well, this, you know, why are they taking out on me? You know, why mm. is it, what have I done wrong? You kind of, you get all of those thoughts that go through your mind. And mm. and so that we can kind of either tip into real kind of, you know, mean, mean-spirited mean mode where we kind of, you know, use those um, words as weapons or we can totally withdraw, silence treatment, right, kind of, you know, you go over there then kind of come out of your funk in your own way and I'm going to mm. go and sulk in this room. But all we're doing in that situation is to make it 10 times worse for both parties. Yeah. So you feel like crap when you're doing that. Either way, whichever totally. kind of extreme you've gone to when your partner who was already feeling crap now feels even worse. Yeah. Because they feel like I'm dealing with my problem, but now I'm also dealing with this new problem that you've created. Yeah. So I've now got two problems when before I only had one and I felt bad enough with that one. Yeah. But if we flip it and say okay, if we're going to dial up communication and compassion, you know, we're going to say things like, um, you know, I've, I've really noticed that you that you seem really off today. Is everything okay? Is there anything you want to talk about? Oh. And then we accept whatever answer comes back. So mm. if the answer is no, you know, I don't want to talk about it, we have to accept that. So we have to accept that we can't fix everything for the other person that's in our life we have to allow them the space sometimes to be able to process things and things like you know dialing up compassion in that situation might be you know oh, I'm just going to fix them a tea or a coffee and I'm going to take that in mm. and say look you know I've noticed you're not feeling great here's a cup of tea or you know maybe give them a hug maybe you can say you know look I empathize with your situation it's just how can we how can you take some of those little actions mm and demonstrate to your partner that you care about the situation that you're in, that mm-hmm. they're in, mm-hmm. and that when they're upset and worried, then it has an impact, you know, you feel it too, because mm-hmm. you love this person so much that you want to be able to demonstrate that you care for them in that moment. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that's so much nicer than mm-hmm. withdrawal and weapons and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> pistols at dawn (laughs) pistols at dawn that's like (laughs) that if only we could have like a knife fight or a you know pistols at dawn because it would kind of make the mockery of what we do to each other this this sadism that we sort of enact on each other yeah i'll tell you what it makes me think of do you remember when you were kids did you ever used to have pillow fights with your siblings yes (laughs) 
Maybe you should have more of those in relationships. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so true that if we could sort of make a lighthearted duel of mm. it, we would really see, I think, because again, it would bring laughter. And laughter is so important. It's yeah. so important that we laugh at each other. We laughed ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's to something see, to kind of break yeah. the break the mood, break the tension that can be created when we're in these situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, going back to what you were saying as well about the partner and how we, in that situation, we automatically go and think about us. Mm-hmm. Like, what does it mean for me? What's my story? What am I kind of mm. making up about this situation? Mm-hmm. And and I guess what we're saying here is it's about completely shifting the focus away from um, internally. It's shifting it to the relationship in total. Mm. So how in this moment mm-hmm. can I make things better? So whether that's, you know, I'm having an off day, my partner is, or we both are because things aren't great between us. If we can shift out of that kind of what does it mean for me? How does it make me feel? Into kind of almost levitate above your relationship and look down and say, okay, what do we need right now? Mm. What's going to help us in this moment? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so much nicer if you've already established these tools of communication early mm. in a relationship before resentment has set in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's very hard to sort of reverse engineer this sort of compassion when the drawbridges have already come down just saying yeah it's hard i know it is incredibly hard and i think mm-hmm. it's something that you've got to keep practicing keep working at and mm-hmm. if it doesn't work the first time you do it don't give up mm-hmm. that's what i would mm-hmm. say because like anything new when you try something on and you've not done it before there's a learning curve it takes mm-hmm. a little while to feel comfortable with it and to try it out and to get the results that you want and mm-hmm. um you know we talked about the negativity dance before on here and that you know the whole phenomena around that means that sometimes we have to try things multiple times mm. to get the result that we want um because there's a lot of hurt and upset often that's kind of buried beneath some of this stuff mm. none of it's easy it's quite we're such complex human beings i was doing a call this week and um there were just layers and layers and layers of things that were coming out and um and it's just because it's really hard yeah. And the, the stuff almost just kind of piles up over time and it takes a little while to, to work through some of those things. Oh, it like it really, yeah, because we all reach out for help far later than we would have actually benefited from yeah. help, for yeah. sure. Oh, I feel that. Oh, I feel that. Yeah. But at the same time, like, so if there has been mountains of resentment that have piled up, the only thing is don't lose all faith and hope because when let you know if you are reaching out to an expert they are used to these mountains of complexity yeah almost everybody shows up with like and this thing and that thing you know yeah it is always possible to find a string so long as two people are yeah. still in it to win it there's always possible to pull down a string a low-hanging fruit yeah an opportunity to see an early win a little shift yeah. mm. to start to kind of get that foothold and in a climbing sense of of uh seeing that something is possible yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. i i I think apparently so this relational sort of approach of it's not the individual it's the us it's what's important for us i think that's um i think for that some folks are reading this book by terry reed called us which i haven't read yet i think i mentioned that before i don't know if i 
I don't know mm. if I, I don't know if I agree with it already. So I'm like, uh, I'm a little bit resistant <laughs> to read it. But if anybody reads it, um, you know, ping us and uh, let us know what you think. But apparently that is the framework that Terry Reid talks about. It's the us. It's mm. not the me. It's not the I. Yeah. Like no I in team kind of thing. I think you've got to remember that you are on the same team. And I think you've mm. got to be committed. You've got to, like you say, be in it to win it. You've got to have that between the two of you it's not I mean I don't subscribe that your relationship is kind of the be all and end all and it's the sole thing but it is if you are in a relationship you've got to make it a priority you've got to make it important you know going back to the the love desk news there it's around kind of how do we make time for each other how do we prioritize and I think when it comes to um those really tough times it is about okay how can I rather than leading with kind of resentment animosity rather than going with kind of withdrawal how can I in this situation communicate better and show some compassion and grace for my partner Mm -hmm. totally yeah and then go out for ice cream after like a day of doing all that heavy lifting (laughs) with grace and compassion be like man I need a bit of a break yeah I think well yeah that's the other important thing to remember though with all of this is um we have to keep an eye on kind of our own energy levels and Mm. um and where we're at to be able to give because you can't give from an empty cup so Mm -hmm. we have to be kind of in a place where we're kind of comfortable where um you know we're confident we're strong kind of mentally and physically and so we're doing all the things that we need to do to keep us in that in that position and you're not going to be like that all the time so that's Mm -hmm. unrealistic expectation but you know the majority of the time if we can be then we've got more to give I think to Mm -hmm. others then so it's an important part about compassion you know we can't give that to others if we haven't given ourselves some grace first you've got it Mm. yeah yeah like everything we talk about, it's easier said than done, but it's yeah. not impossible. Yeah, it's achievable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, shall we do a question? Yeah. Let's go for it. Today's question We are in an open relationship. How worried should we be about monkeypox? Yay! <laughs> I mean, I'm going to refer to the doctor in the house straight away on this one. Yeah. Well, okay. The only thing I will say is that, like, how terrifying is it for all of us that on the heels of COVID, we've got another freaking virus, mm-hmm. and it's now declared an emergency in multiple countries and in multiple states and provinces. Ah, this is kind of the last thing that us weary world needs, mm-hmm. but it is a reality. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Um, shall I talk about monkeypox real quick? Go for it. Go yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> Bowing to a better judgment on this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it is related to like the smallpox virus. It's kind of in that family of viruses. And apparently our susceptibility is kind of ramping up because there were generations of us that were uh, in, immunized against smallpox. And, mm. you know, uh, up until recently, but a lot of us haven't for generations, there's been a loss of immunity. So it's very likely that's kind of allowing this related virus to kind of make make the rounds. Um, it isn't a virus that's like a long term, you don't sort of get infected and, and carry this virus forever. So it will kind of come mm. on and then go away. Um, symptoms usually last about two to four weeks. Um, the thing that people are, are kind of aware of is that it causes these like pimply blistering lesions, yes. mostly on the face and the extremities, like hands and feet. 
Um, and it can have like you, you know, fever and aches and, and mm. big thing is swollen lymph nodes. That's kind of a pretty classic swollen lymph nodes, which will often, like if you're wondering, is it chicken pox? Is it monkey pox? If you've got big lymph nodes swelling in like the groins or the, under the arms or on the, around the neck, that will probably be a monkey pox. Mm. So the, the thing is, so this is, this is not like airborne, but it is so close, like contact with lesions, skin to skin contact. So basically all of the rubbing and rubbing and such that happens during a sexual encounter, that's kind of, mm. kind of puts you in. So right now, similar to HIV, it is actually circulating in communities with um, men who have sex with men. It's not because it can't be transmitted um, among all people in skin to skin fashion. It's just that that's kind of where it started. Um, so right now that kind of seems to be where the, the virus is. And, and that's why, uh, communities at risk, which are MSM com- or men who have sex with men, uh, communities are being offered uh, the, the vaccine. Um, mm. so, so that's kind of being rolled out, although in startlingly, um, poor fashion, cause there's like, I don't know, boxes of vaccines still left in countries that aren't being shipped and st- all that nonsense. But um, so I think the big thing is a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, am I at risk? What should I, you know, the thing is, is that at some point in time, this is going to spread to folks who have sex with everybody, you know, like any sort of mm. like gender having sexual contact or genital, you know, contact with each other is probably going to, it's probably where it's headed. So, um, I, I think the, the big thing that I, you know, just sort of on the medical hat, and then we can sort of talk from a coaching sense, because this is, there's always a bigger question behind this, right? Mm. Is we're in an open relationship. Should we be concerned about monkeypox? Well, I'll always ask sort of, well, what are, what are the deeper concerns that when you're thinking about keeping yourself safe emotionally and physically and mentally in a, in an open relationship. Mm. But from this side point, I would say for folks who, who are in high risk communities, I would think about getting a vaccine. Um, mm. and I would think all oh, condoms, 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 um, always, always great. Of course, condoms don't cover all surface areas. I was going to say that's not going to help you though. If you, if it is kind of lesions and you've got something on the other parts of your body, then you've got it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but presumably though, it. you could, you would see that somebody has it. You then have a choice whether to partake in physical Correct. contact and connection with them. If they, is it that you get it and you don't, the symptoms don't come out for a few days, like kind of, you know, um, like with COVID, you can have COVID and maybe the symptoms are a bit delayed. So you don't know you've got it. Is it similar to that? So would somebody not know that they have it? And then because the symptoms haven't come out, so you, you can't physically tell, but then mm-hmm. could you still catch it? Like how, how does that work? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. So the, usually like the fever and stuff will come and then about like one to three days later, the rash, um, mm. comes out. So yeah, typically like, um, people are contagious when they have the rash and they're contagious up till the time that all of the, every single lesion has totally scabbed over, healed, and there's a fresh layer of skin. So the question is like, should you be able to see the rash? And therefore, if you see a rash, then don't partake in sexual activity. Mm. I would say yes. But at, at the same time, like realistically speaking, a lot of the lesions can look like a, like to start off with can be like a simple pimple. Mm. Um, some people, if they've been shaving, they get a little folliculitis and you could kind of mistake something like that. Um, a lot of us have sex, uh, in dimly lit rooms, so we might not be able to do a full inspection. And some people kind of see something and they're like, I don't know, but I don't have the confidence to ask. Mm. So all that to say is... So I guess that, yeah, yeah. but then that comes into... 
it would kind of then call into question kind of who are you choosing to have your open relationship with so you know it's like any relationship yeah the people that we put our trust in you're basically giving your your body or access to your body to another person you want to be doing that in a trusted relationship so that would you know kind of brings out the question for me who are you having open relationships with is it with people that you trust are you kind of forming a you know a connection is it the the you know sit like a group of people that you kind of partake in sexual activity with so therefore you've got some sort of understanding you trust them you um you know or is it kind of random people that you've never met before in which case then maybe you're putting yourself in more risk than you need to mm-hmm. yeah uh, absolutely right so what i would say yeah but, and that's the same for any um i can guess not you know not just monkeypox anything that you might absolutely kind of sexually you want to know that the person that you're with is kind of got a clean bill of health you've got it you've got Mm. it and while you can never be sure short of testing and screening Mm. still we do certainly know that monkeypox like a lot of other things are spread by the more encounters somebody has the more anonymous encounters somebody have the more likely Mm. that you're you're um that's that's where monkeypox is currently thriving is people who have high volumes of sexual encounters and yeah. and ones that are maybe anonymous and so forth or mm. with folks that they don't know. Um, there are, and, and for communities of folks for whom that's how they play, then we do harm reduction. So whether it is um, like PrEP, so if for inter- to reduce HIV transmission among people who have a lot of partners and so forth or in high-risk communities, they'll take a pill every day to reduce transmission of HIV for folks and that's why a lot of folks are lining up to get the monkeypox vaccine which i I Mm. haven't actually seen numbers but i'm just going to say it's just fairly effective it's it is a fairly effective vaccine in terms of reducing the chance of um, you acquiring this virus so um so that's a choice for you and if you're like yep that's the price of admission is Mm. you know i need to protect myself with harm reduction measures because i do want to it's my lifestyle choice to engage in a lot of sex with folks maybe i don't know their history and so forth but if you're that's part of the communication I beautifully said is like around an open relationship. Like, what do we mean by open? Mm. What is the process of vetting our partners? You know, what is the due diligence that I expect from my partner if we have an open relationship? And yeah. that's how the contracting of open relationships, it gets, if you do it right, it has to be really, really specific. Yeah. Who are you sleeping with? What are you doing? How are you meeting yeah. them? How are you like, are you getting tested with what frequency? And usually there's like the one partner that you might choose not to have condoms with, but all the other Mm. partners you do. So you kind of have one primary partner. And so all of these specifics, Mm. I um, have known of folks who have stumbled into an open relationship without communication. And I can tell you (laughs) with a, with a lot of uh, heartfelt emotion behind this, that it is a mistake to sort of open your relationship without this communication for exactly this reason. So how would you say, how would you go about kind of the communication of, opening the relationship and monkeypox is just an example it's a it's just a reminder of the of the need for safety emotional physical mental mm. uh, physical I safety i think you really need to know what your non-negotiables are mm. so what is it that i'm happy with what am i not happy with mm. um what are some of the rules it's almost like drawing up a, a framework by which we're gonna you know we're gonna conduct this open relationship this is and, and you kind of lay down those and have a you know have a discussion about it and then regularly check in I'd also you know have like a check-in point after a couple of weeks like how do we feel about it is it Mm -hmm. um is anything come up that's surprising us is it 
kind of how we thought it would be. Um, you know, how do I feel emotionally? How do you feel emotionally? Mm. You know, look out for any signs of jealousy. Like, mm. we cannot be a jealous person. And then we enter into something completely different. And it brings out emotions that we never even knew we had or didn't think were present for us. So that kind of need to check in, I think, is really important. Oh, my gosh. This is a contract under constant. Mm. It's a it's a living and breathing document. Yeah. But I think if you if you worried about kind of monkeypox, then I'd probably guess that you're worried about other things as well. I would guess yeah. that, you know, some people have higher levels of anxiety when it comes to health related things. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, when we see things on the news as well, getting reported um, frequently, then that raises those anxiety levels as well. So mm-hmm. I, I would suggest that if there's kind of some worry, some concern there, there's probably kind of a higher levels of anxiousness around kind of health and safety and mm-hmm. so I'd, I'd explore that like what else what else is there that maybe we haven't discussed or you know talked about oh yeah yeah, yeah hiv is still around syphilis hugely syphilis is like very very common herpes genital herpes 12 percent of the population again very common mm. um i would say herpes kind of makes me well, herpes is something that comes back again and again. It is a lifelong thing once you once mm. you uh, get infected with that uh, with one of the strains of those virus or both. Um, monkeypox is interesting. It is painful. The rash is painful, and there's many folks who are like would n- wish never to mm. uh, have that happen again. Um, very rarely fatal, although in children and in immunocompromised folks there can be a higher mortality. And I think that case mortality like anywhere from three to six percent. So. It's not insignificant Mm. fatality rates, although that's a WHO figure, so I'm not quite sure that feels a little bit high. But if anything, this is, I will say this, this is a rash that one doesn't want to get. It is painful. It's kind of a long, you know, yeah, something to avoid. But there are things that you can get that are actually recurrent, chronic recurrent, like herpes or, Mm. you know, something like HIV, which is not a death sentence anymore, but it is a real hardship because of you know long-term committal to medications uh you know Uh, so yeah no there's it's it's a beautiful opportunity to talk about all of the stuff out there and if you want any information always go to your nearby sti clinic because there's a bunch Mm. of practitioners there who love to talk about rashes and discharge and the like (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, keep yourself safe that's what i would say that's the number one priority yeah but what an opportunity for communication. Hey, monkeypox has just given us another, because as a physician, sometimes I feel like everybody's kind of bored of like, I'm like, do you want screening for HIV syphilis and chlamydia gonorrhea? They're like, meh, <laughs> meh. I mean, these diseases are still going around, but there's been a, a real kind of lethargy or, or nobody really cares about STIs and so forth. So I oh, guess wow. monkeypox is... Yeah. You know that's not my bag. So that's not your bag. I know <laughs> Do you. Do not subscribe to that. You never you stop. Take responsibility. Yeah. Be an adult. Yeah. Grow up. That's what I would yeah. say. Yeah, <laughs> condom screening, STI screening, and yeah, and choosing your partners. It's a. It's yeah. um. Choose wisely. Choose wise. Yeah, choosing wisely, and mm. you know something as simple as you start. You know, again, consent is a dynamic process, and if you start a sexual encounter very likely somebody in the middle is going to be like, oh, can we remove the condom? I know it's hard, but just be like, yeah, no, this condom is protecting both of us. So it stays on. It's sometimes protection is not fun, but it's just, yeah, it just keeps both folks safe. So it, Mm. it, it's sometimes hard to stay strong, especially when you're under kind of this pressure 
in the moment. But, um, you know, hey, this is protecting both of us. Yeah. Let's keep it on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Wise words there from our doctor in the house. <laughs> and from our coach on the house. The contract of open relationship. Um, yeah. Always a work that was in quite, progress. Quite a varied week this week. Yeah. I have to say. Yeah. Potpourri. A little, little bit of everything thrown well, in for good measure. We're into our third year now. So. <laughs> we are. It's yeah. all different. It's just so different now. <laughs> that is bonkers to think oh, that, isn't it? We're into, into our, our third year. year. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh I still gosh. think it's just me and you. We rock up, have a chat. That's it. Well, I forget what we're doing. <laughs> we're, we, you know, it's so funny. Yeah. Whenever I um, edit it, I'm like, oh yeah, people are listening to this. So <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Well, yes, and we are grateful that you do listen. So thank you. Please, carry oh, on. keep and listening. Share it with others. Yeah, share it. Share it up. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well. All right. Should we wrap it up for another week? Let's wrap it up and get to the beach because there's only a few more weeks left. <laughs> There's lots of weeks left, but still go to the beach. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sounds good. (laughs) All right. All right. Till next time. Till next time. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.